You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. All right. I want to welcome you all to another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. I am your host, Michael C., and I'm joined here today by Chris and Hannah. They are a couple that I've been talking to, a hot wife couple, uh, Stag Vixen, for those of you who you prefer that moniker, uh, that I've been talking to um, that's kind of fleshing out this whole UK contingent that I've seen to be building up here. So uh, they are ride and vibe on Twitter. I'll give out their exact Twitter handle later on in this episode. Why don't you guys go ahead and say hi? Hey, hi. <laughs> Hello, Michael. How you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing good. Doing good. good glad good. to get you guys. Glad to get you guys on here. We're, we're glad to be here. We're really happy. <laughs> yeah. So like here. I said, we've been we've been talking for for you know for a little while, and I've been kind of getting familiar. Uh, sure. To get, you know, getting familiar with your story. So just to kind of give my listeners a little bit of background to kind of set the scene here, um, you guys are married. We yeah, are. How long yes. have you known each? How long have you known each other? Oh, I think um, Hannah's probably best to answer this one. I'd say probably 15 years and married okay, so, 10 years. Okay, so you knew each other for five years before you got married. That's yeah. right, yeah. Okay, and you guys do have do have a family? Yeah, we, we have do. a small child, yeah. Okay, just the one or you have multiples? Uh, just one, um, almost seven years old. Okay. Quite enough. Fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So just to kind of go back to the beginning, because I know that all these stories have a beginning, um, I want to start with you, Chris. Kind of take okay. me back to when these seeds started to be planted in your head as far as, you know, like guys that think like that, guys that think like us, the guys that enjoy the idea of their partner with another man. Oftentimes those seeds, you know, take form early for us. Sure. So kind of take us back to when you started noticing those thoughts coming up it's probably hard to put a, an exact um point on when that started um i've always been a very kind of sexually aware being right from a pretty young age to be honest um i think probably it's an interesting question sort of evolution of the internet access to porn um you know and and sort of reading things like you know reading around the subject it, mm-hmm. it 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 interested me um and and it's something i sort of held for a long time when i'm when i'm at hannah it, it wasn't at the forefront by any means it was one of many things you know i'm a bit kinky it's one of many things that i was i suppose turned on by um but as the years sort of went on um it became um certainly not obsession but it became probably my sort of one of my go-to fantasies i would say okay now what age are are, are we talking because so you had these thoughts before you met her um it, they they were some of sort of many different well i would say kinks um mm-hmm. and things that turned me on um they certainly weren't when it wasn't a focal point um right. but it was it was one of many things that that I, I thought was actually pretty, pretty cool, pretty hot. 
So um, you never yeah. went through. So I just kind of, like I said, I just kind of like to kind of zero in on certain things. Sure. So you never went through, uh, or maybe you did early in life. Were you ever a jealous type of boyfriend or a jealous type of partner? Like, were you, I... did you ever go through that phase that most guys go through where the thought of another guy even talking to your woman bothered you? No, certainly never. Um, no, confidently never been that sort of guy. Okay. No. So you've always been secure enough in that where those types of, I'm sure you had friends of yours and you, you know, you'd go out, you know, for drinks or whatever, or, you know, you'd be around and, you know, you, you would see their girl with them and you, you'd see them kind of react to different situations where oh, sh yeah, sure. they got a little hot under the collar just because just a guy looked at their girl or tried to talk to their girl. Oh, very much so. Um, you know, knew a number of people and certainly a, one particular character at, at university who, who was very hot-headed in that direction. Um, you know, and, and I don't, obviously, you know, you, everyone has their psyche, etc. cetera, um, but it, I don't think it's a particularly attractive trait. Um, mm. it, I, I think sort of, I don't know whether I'm still sort of going off topic slightly, but answering, still answering the question. Um, fine. Don't worry about that. Uh, it, it, there are elements of jealousy in this lifestyle naturally um, mm. but very in our case very 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 minor um, we are extremely secure and happy blissfully happy in our relationship um, I would say if there's ever quote jealousy unquote then it's and I've said it to Hannah that I've said it's a nice jealousy in a way. Some way. Sometimes it's the jealousy that when she's meeting a guy on her own, which is, well, too, too, on twofold. It's quite hot that my wife mm -hmm. meets guys on her own. But also because we have a family, um, sometimes life pressures mean that we can't both meet. Um, and so maybe an element of the jealousy is that I can't be there. Um, you know, because we do play together as well, but perhaps the right. jealousy is, you know, that I can't physically be there. Um, but we're always texting. She's always sending me ultra hot pictures and videos. Um, so, yeah, it, it, no, I, I, to sort of bring it back, I've, I've never really been that kind of jealous type, to be fair. Okay, so you had these thoughts and ideas. Yep. When you met her, you were, you know, you were together for five, then you got married. Yeah. When did you feel comfortable enough to let her know that you were having these kinds of thoughts about her? Because okay. I guess before you before you met her, you said you you know you had these thoughts, but they were kind of faceless. Like there wasn't a person that they were um, ever attached to. No, it it was a hot story in porn, right? You know, and you right. think, yeah, that that's hot. Um, and then you meet her. Yeah. And you, you know, you fall in love with her. And now all yes. of a sudden, these fantasies, there's a face to them. So yeah. how long did it take before you felt comfortable enough to share them with her? To share them with Hannah? Um, mm -hmm. I would say it was around about June or July last year. So um, you carried them around basically your entire time together? Yeah. Yes. And, and I couldn't tell you what sort of, you know, it, it wasn't really a sort of exponential growth of... Um, of that fantasy. Um, but it's certainly something and um, th that's probably grown in my mind more over the past three to four years. Um, but always sort of felt 
um, I, I cast my mind back to um, Secret Stag and Secret Vixen, who obviously did their episode with you, um, right. or, or a number of episodes. And I know the Secret Stag sort of talked about a very similar path, and it, re- it very much resonated with with me. Is that I felt, you know, I, gosh, I could never tell Hannah this. I could never tell her this. You know, we had a fabulous sex life. We, we sorry, we we still have a fabulous sex life, but I, Hannah was always sort of reserved. And mm-hmm. again, a comment I think the Secret Stag made about Secret Vixen is that if he asked her what her fantasies were, her answer was basically. I don't have any. And Hannah always pretty much gave the same response. Um, so I, I always thought in my mind that, that Hannah had it in her. And sorry, that sounds, I'm not sure that sounds right. But I sort of always knew that Hannah was capable and, it, you know, in our own sex life was, was a naughty girl. And I knew that there was a whole world that we could share together. Um, but those feelings sort of built up. And I have to say, they, they probably, um, it, it, I, I wouldn't say they, they, they depressed me, but they do in a bit because you, if they become one of your prime focus points for, you know, effectively self-pleasure or for sexual fantasy, but you're then thinking, well, a, I I really can't share this with my with my wife, you know, the love of my life, the mother of my child, all of the, you know, my my soulmate, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, you know, sort of be if I shared them, would she then think I was some sort of twisted pervert, right? And would that ruin? what what heard. we had to a degree which that those are two very sort of worrying thoughts and and it's almost you're on the edge of a diving board you know and in your mind in my mind's eye that that pool is a beautiful blue lagoon you know with palm trees and beers mm-hmm. and whatever you want um but it could also be a cesspool um and you've got to decide whether you're whether you're diving or not, or are you going to be a pussy and just walk back down the ladder, you know, and, and go to your com- comfortable rut. That sounds bad as well, but, but, but you know, if that describes it, your situation, that's your it, situation. But, it, but it, it, that's unfair to say that. Um, very comfortable, very happy, wonderful family life, great sex life. Um, but just with all, always that thought that, couldn't we have this great sex life, but be swimming yeah, in that wonderful Right, lagoon. there's always there's the what if. Yeah, yeah. yeah that... And I struggled for a long time with that. And um, do, do you want me to sort of explain how I broached? Or Well, yeah, that, that, that was actually going to be my, my next question was, was it a build, was it a gradual buildup? Or did you just hit her with everything it, in one <laughs> evening? Just, just sort of said, good morning. Good morning, Hannah. I love you. By the way, I'd like you to sleep with black guys. No, it didn't happen that way, funnily enough. Um, the, the way it happened was that we, we sort of both acknowledged, um, you know, we had a good sex life. We might sort of have, have sex a couple of times a week, but fantastic sex, um, you know, and, and family life, etc. Sometimes you're too tired and all of those things that a lot of couples understand and go through. And we, we'd sort of talked and said, oh, we must make a conscious effort. Um, 
and I'm I'm trying to think of the the exact timeline, but um, we agreed we we'd managed to get a um our, um a babysitter for overnight, and I said, look, let's let's play out a, a slight fantasy, and I booked a hotel only in the next city, so only sort of ten miles away, um, and I said, I'm going to go there and check in, you know, and you will join me later, you know, and we sort of. We've always we've always communicated well, but but naughty comms have always sort of worked easier on um, text or SMS for you guys. Right. Um, and so we we discussed and, uh, you know, all of these sorts of things. And so we had a we had a lovely night and, yeah, we, we went out for a meal. We, we we were naughty. We played out a few fantasies. And after that, we'd. um we sort of started, uh, we both always used WhatsApp, but we've started kind of delineating and using WhatsApp for our hot wifing uh, discussions and normal text messages. It's just, I'm talking to you my mean, wife. Right. You mean just the two of you were using yes, WhatsApp to talk yeah, about did, this topic did, separate ab- from your regular ab- phone number? Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. so we, we kind of, we obviously we we talk verbally an awful awful lot more now but um you know we've been doing effectively since our first meet we've been doing this seven months um but yeah we we split so we started that and i i'm i'm pretty good at erotic writing um and i wrote a fantasy which was my way of broaching it and jumping off that diving board and basically, it was um, an MMF threesome. Um, you know, we we start with a massage, um, and then suddenly it, Hannah's blindfolded. Um, suddenly, there's another a second pair of hands on her body, mm-hmm. and and it started slow, and then it went into the full threesome activity. And I sort of one day I was sat at work and. I, you know, texted Hannah on WhatsApp and, and I said, oh, I've written a little, a little fantasy. Would you like to hear it? And she said, of course. So I cut it into bite-sized segments, you know, and the blindfold, et cetera. And bearing in mind, we'd already done this hotel night a couple of weeks before and, and we'd, we'd done a similar start. Um, and then I... Um, I think I reached the point and I've got screenshots of it because it's quite a special moment. That was me diving off that board. Right. And I said, you know, you feel my hands slide on your skin, you know, with the hot oil, et cetera. And I said, and then suddenly there's another pair of hands. And then I, then I sent that message and then I said, would you like me to continue? And that was me diving off the board. And the message came back, you know, either straight away or within a minute to say yes. And and obviously at this stage, this is just sharing a fantasy that might never ever happen. Right. So then we we I sent the rest of the fantasy. Um and and Hannah sort of then, you know, replied back and said, you know, well, how would we do that? And then we started talking. How do we do this? Um and she was keen and and i think probably um 
I, I would like to say probably I don't have all the data, but probably in fair, in common with maybe a lot of people entering the hot wife um, lifestyle where the husband has suggested it. I would imagine that's probably makes up the majority. Yeah, the majority. Yeah, the majority of um, it is that I did. You know, we 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 made a profile on Fab Swingers, which is a UK swinging site. You know, we we uh, arranged a date when we could have child care cover, etc. And we put an advert out and we started filtering. Oh, sorry, I started filtering. So I was driving this. Um, Hannah knew, you know, she would be blindfolded. And I thought, I had the thoughts, obviously, at that stage, is Hannah just doing this to please me? Um, not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but no, she wanted to, I, to I, fulfill I, this. And, right. you know, so so this would be... I jumped off the diving board in either late June or early July. And because of summer holidays and things, we couldn't find a date until round about middle of September. So that was quite a long time. But we, we talked. We didn't verbally talk about it, but we chatted online about it between Hannah and I. And we found this date in September and we had a meet. Okay, um, no, let, me, let, me, let me pause yep, you right yep, there for sure. a second. I just kind of want to, want to go back over something. Yeah, yeah. So just remember, you you were telling me that you pretty much have found a date. So that's what we're going to pause that at. No worries. The time that passed between you sharing this with her and the where well, we just paused things in September. Yes. I know that you said you guys had a great sex life. Yes. But did you notice things go up to another notch during that time frame? Meaning nothing has happened yet, but you're openly talking it, about it. They went up a notch um you know uh, probably uh, only a notch or two um you know th we 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 talked more sexually again mm -hmm. predominantly by text um you know we we had regular sex like we always have done um it was it would, to say more regular it was perhaps slightly more consistently regular so it would be, you know, a couple of times a week. It's always been fabulous. Um, we, I think perhaps there was a little element there. It, it wasn't a magic wand because, again, harking back, and sorry I keep quoting them, but the, the um, secret stag, secret vixen, that almost was like, said, you know, she leapt on him. Um, but we, we already had... A, you know a passionate and fulfilling sex life but i i think the thought was probably there i think there would have been obviously you can ask her hannah but um you know nerves there's, there's i think there's always nerves but um more nerves yeah. for the first time That's to be expected um but it, it went up a notch okay so it, but, it did but you did notice that it it, it the heat we, went up it, the it did up. It, it it has subsequently and i won't sort of I won't move on to that. Obviously, we'll, we've got plenty more to talk about, but right. it went up exponentially a little bit later. Okay, so um, let me pause you right there. So, Hannah, sure. I want to ask you, now kind of going back and how you fit into all of this. So okay. you, you meet Chris 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Prior to you meeting him, what were your views sexually? Like, how did you view things? I mean, were you a kinky girl? Were you a naughty girl? Were you pretty much just vanilla, you know, only playing with boyfriends? Did you have, 
one night stands? Like, kind of where were you in the whole sexual realm when at the time you met Chris? Okay, so at the time that I met Chris, um, I was actually engaged to someone else. Okay. <laughs> um, and basically, it was going nowhere. Um, I'd kind of moved um, around the UK for different jobs. I finished off at uni. And then, yeah, I ended up down in the southwest and I was sort of all over the country and I moved around with him um, until we came to where we are now. Um, Mm -hmm. And basically, we we just had a fairly stagnant sex life, to be fair. Um, It wasn't really going anywhere. It was, yeah, fairly vanilla. We didn't have anything special. Um, And then I sort of met Chris when I um, started my job where where we are now and um things quickly picked up actually um I was back at his virtually every day um yeah we had really good sex at the beginning of our um, relationship when we first met it was it was really good but I'd never classed myself as being a naughty girl um I'd I'd class it as pretty normal sex but really good sex (laughs) if that makes any sense Mm um but yeah, it, it's only the last sort of, I don't know, year that I've really sort of come out of my shell. And um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a proper naughty girl now. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. Um, before he shared his fantasy with you. Yeah. Did he, even if it's unbeknownst to him, did he tip his hand in any way? Like, did you know that he was kind of harboring these thoughts and fantasies about you? Did you have any idea or did it just totally and completely catch you off guard the first time he mentioned it? Um, I've always known he's been kinky. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, you know, he's, he's bought me lingerie from pretty much day one. Um, so, yeah, he, he knows a good underwear um, company. You know, he, he knows what he likes. And he knows what he likes to see me in. So from the day that he sent me this fantasy, it wasn't a surprise. It wasn't a great big shock because mm-hmm. I knew underlying that he, yeah, that he was a really naughty boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, it, I think I remember distinctively reading the fantasy that he put to me. I was just stood in the kitchen and I, I, I didn't really know what to do with myself. Um because it, it, yes, the text came as a shock, but I, I kind of knew it all along, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was more like a confirmation for you. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm really pleased that it happened in hindsight because, you know, I think, as, as Chris has said, our, our sex life has always been good, but in the last year it's just been phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. It's just moved up that extra that extra notch so yeah I wouldn't change my life at the moment (laughs) for anybody now (laughs) prior to his fantasy actually coming to light yeah have have your life experiences pretty much shown you that pretty much you know guys are going to get jealous you know like like is that what your own personal life experiences have shown you like have you had jealous boyfriends have you dealt with that 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 Um, energy in a relationship before very very much so yeah my my previous um well fiance he was very very jealous um any nights out we used to go out he he ensured that he was holding my hand the entire time 
um he wouldn't leave eye contact with me yeah it it was quite a nightmare um mm-hmm. it, it was never an abusive relationship but it wasn't a relationship that I was particularly happy in right. um my parents didn't like him or anything like that so when when it all fizzled out um yeah they they were happy I was happy and yeah there's there's nothing like that with Chris now. He's. I, you know, I was happy as well that it fizzled out. Yeah, Fun I'm sure you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, um, I'm, I'm so happy that my life is where it is at the moment, to be honest. No, yeah, he's, like you said, he's not a jealous person and he's just letting me get on with how I'm dealing with it. And it's fantastic when he can join in. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, during my meets, I generally do like a FaceTime. So he feels as though he's part of it. He gets a bit of the action um, during the meets with the photos and videos. So he is included, but yeah, it, it is what it is when you've got a family. So, <laughs> Okay, so you, you have that moment where he shares his fantasy with you. So now you know, there's no more speculation. You know, you know that, that this is what he's thinking. Now, yeah. when he tells it, he says that, he was just sharing the fantasy, not knowing whether it was something that was going to really happen or not, but he was just kind of glad to be able to share it with you. Now, from your perspective, when you're hearing it in your mind, were you pretty much like, okay, this is, this, it's a matter of when, not if. Like, had you pretty much resigned yourself to that when you read about it initially, or did you still have to warm up to the idea? Um, I had to read the message a couple of times for it to sink in. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, I, I knew that it was like a, a big leap that he'd taken. You know, I, I don't think he, he took it lightly, actually putting the, the text into the, into the message, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't say no. I, I, I read it and I was quite receptive to what he was saying, but I couldn't initially see how it was going to happen I couldn't I I just couldn't see the wheels being put in motion to do it but um I'm obviously I'm very pleased that it did happen but yeah I mean as Chris has also said I've never really had any fantasies of my own but now that everything's you know gone forward it's it's the best fantasy life that I'm living you know I've I've got my normal life and I've got my dark side life so you know, I've got the best of both worlds, really. So um, I wouldn't change any fantasies that I've got going forward. <laughs> More <Fantastic>. than happy. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Chris, so now we, we left Hello. off with you. Sure. Uh, you were saying that, you know, September had rolled around. I, I guess you guys had kind of uh, started getting closer to the first experience happening. So kind of pick up on, on where you left off with that. I, I mean, the build up to that was electric. It really was. Um, I think going back to sort of Hannah's comments about saying how the wheels are put in motion, um, I am familiar with the darker side of the internet. Um, I, I, I don't mean the dark web, but you know, I, I am, right. uh, I, I, I am familiar with adult sites as, as many chaps are. Um, and so I knew there were places, I knew there were very good sites where we could meet verified guys, um, you know, and, and so obviously I put up, it, 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 I suppose we won't necessarily labor on the process, but do the filtering. You know, Hannah wanted me to choose the guy. Initially, you know, she was 
very happy to be blindfold. Um, so intensifying the sensation um, and the thought of not even seeing the guy uh, right until the end. She she wanted to do an unveil at the end. So the the build up as September approached, and I can't recall the date. It was probably middle of September. Um, was pretty electric. Um, you know, we we shared an awful lot of naughty texts about it, um, and Hannah had definitely warmed to the fantasy. I knew she was nervous. I think we both were obviously nervous, but more so in Hannah's point um, perspective. Um, you know, and and we had this meet. I mean, do you want me to describe? sort of run through what what happened to a degree well, well for the first one you kind of give us the, the, yeah the, sure the, the um, bulk of that i'll have you guys come back he, on the after party episode and kind of go into it but for now just kind yeah. of give us the, uh, the cliff notes version of it. sure there's a lot more oh, that i want to get to with you guys yeah he um white guy lovely guy he and i met for coffee as part of the vetting process and great credit to him that he was you know willing to come and meet me and see that i was genuine because I could be a guy masquerading as a couple or, or anything. Right. Um, lovely guy, younger than us, probably five or six years younger. Um, now, white just guy. because I, did, I didn't get into it in the beginning, and I went, went before you go to talk, how old are you and how old is Hannah? Okay, so so I'm, I'm 39. Um, I'm, I'm 35. I'm, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to be turning 40 uh, not too long away. Um, <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so he was sort of, I think, was he late 20s? Um, yeah. He was extremely gentleman, gentlemanly. He gave a fabulous massage. Um, he, I think he was a bit nervous. He, he couldn't perform completely. But mm. in, in, in many ways, it didn't really matter. Um, you know, the wonderful massage, Hannah and I having sex with another guy, you know, her sucking him off, all the sort of tick boxes that you think about about an MMF it was perfect um you know so he probably spent a couple of hours with us um Hannah did did the blindfold reveal and we all had a nice chat and he was a genuine lovely guy and I think we did very very well obviously putting a meat note uh, advert up with a, a wife that looks as gorgeous as Hannah does um and with my photographic uh, editing skills, obviously, um, <laughs> you know, it, we, we got a, an awful, awful lot of interest. And so filtering was very difficult. But it, I, I'm really, really pleased because he 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 allowed us he broke that ice. Um, and Hannah was gen, genuinely enjoyed it. Um, and then, you know, he, he left. We then. We then just did the husband and wife things. To, to be honest, we, we cuddled, we had a cup of tea, we had some, you know, uh, some cakes that we'd bought previously, and we stayed over at the hotel. Um, and, and it was just, it, it, for me, it, it was wonderful to, to have seen how keen Hannah was. I mean, you know, there's something special about the first time you see your wife you know, take another guy's cock in her mouth and honestly that for me was spellbindingly amazing right. just that point just seeing that um and seeing how she was as naughty as she was 
always sorry naughty is maybe the wrong terminology but as as sexually free when performing the act as she as she was with me as she, it, she was with him so it it wasn't i could tell that she wasn't just going through the motions um so obviously those those thoughts of is she doing this to please me were, were still there and i think to be fair part of it was that my wife you know who loves me as i love her wanted to please me um but her performance and the way that i she obviously enjoyed it was it, it was wonderful it really was wonderful and certainly something that i was eager to repeat and and hannah was as well okay now just to kind of give my my listeners an idea of, of where you guys are so the first experience happened you said about seven months ago yes and i know from our conversations uh let's just say she's making up for lost time oh um, yeah so <laughs> just to kind of like i said give my listeners an idea how many experiences has she now had since that first one and you, and you can include the first one like how many different I... encounters has she had oh quite a lot <laughs> quite a lot well I mean, there's there's no shame here. There's, it, there's, there's it, no there's it, no number that's bad, it, in, including going to. So we had a busy. Sorry, well, we both, but particularly Hannah, had a busy March. So, yes. bearing in mind, March kind of fell apart on around about the twenty something when right. the UK went Everything into happened. COVID lockdown. Right. Um, but this is going to sound really terrible. <laughs> Total. No, 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 such, no such thing on this show. We, Hannah's total. We, we, we encourage the high numbers. We encourage. <laughs> All the right. High okay. Numbers. Oh, yeah. good. Good. Okay. For for <laughs> effectively the the twenty days of March that we had, Hannah's total. This included a club night. Was was fourteen black guys. Um, the club night was five, of of which there was one repeat. So four separate guys, but five encounters. Um, and, and in that 14, there's another repeat, her, her regular who actually, so, we, we refer to, he is her, he is her black boyfriend. Okay. Um, so you're so saying was, 14 since she started in September? No, no this no. was in March. 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 This was okay, the 20 so, days of March. Okay. So what is the total since September? I, I'm not sure we could probably, uh, actually 40, uh, I, Hannah, I'd guess I'd 25. Say, yeah. I was going to say 20. 528 something like that yeah something think. like yeah. that okay like i said it sounds terrible it <laughs> no trust me it, it sounds beautiful it. yeah we, we love it we love it here yeah now you've you've made several references to it in the episode already and you and i have had conversations about it so i know that it's the direction that you guys are going in sure but i know that the 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 large majority of her partners of her play partners have been black men yeah, and I know that this is the direction that you guys are are moving into, or have already moved into. We have I'm already moved, right. right? That yeah. you had just said that the first experience was not a black guy. So I'm just kind it of was curious, and what what led you down that road? He he is the only white guy. Okay. Um. So all of the rest have been black. Um. Many years ago, when we first got together, um you know in in the really early days and when you're talking a little bit more freely about sex hannah told me that she'd been with a black guy mm -hmm. 
when she was working over in the States. Um, and, you know, I, th I think just that sort of dirty talk, you know, erotic talk while she's having sex. And I said, oh, you know, was he big? And she said, oh, he was hung like a donkey. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I thought, again, interracial porn, another one of my many, okay, so, you know, Right, so kicked. that was right in your wheelhouse. And, and, and that thought had always been with me. And certainly that's, you know, I'm, I'm highly confident both in myself and, and our relationship. Um, certainly not from a, a humiliation, humiliation perspective or anything, but the, the thought of a well-endowed black guy with my petite UK size six porcelain skinned wife was a very, very hot thought. And so fast forward from the September meet where Hannah had indicated, let's, we want to do this again. I think it was in early November. In November. Yeah. And again, Hannah had said, I want you to arrange this. You know, I don't want to see the guy before. Um, and I had my eyes set on a black guy. Um, so I, again put a put a meat advert out and exclusively looking for a black guy and that happened and he was you know he was a well-endowed black guy he was a fabulous lover um he was a true gentleman um and again we had i think that I would imagine, and I'm sure Hannah can um, Hannah can obviously answer for herself, but <laughs> I think that absolutely turned the key in the lock. That just clicked 100%. on so many levels. It, mm -hmm. it was on, on, on two main levels, I suppose. The one being, oh my gosh, we want to do the more of this. And two, oh my gosh, this is the direction we want to go in. And okay, so yeah. let me kind of bring Hannah in this. What was it like for you? Because, like, you know, he said that you told him that before you even met him, you had an encounter with a black man. Um, yeah. So, what was it like to kind of bring him into that, share it with him, and see how he reacted to it? What was, what was that like for you? I can't actually remember the conversation, but I know that we had the conversation. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, so um, basically, obviously, I've, I've gone into it before saying that I knew Chris had got the kinky side and all that sort of thing. But yeah, I just remember, um, so when he, he brought it back up, sort of like a, a year ago, whatever, he says, um, we had the conversation about this black guy and blah, blah, blah. And um you know, how was it for you? And yeah, uh, obviously we've gone through the, the motions that it was a, a well-endowed chap. Um, and I think at that point I'd probably said, I'd love to have a repeat of that, you know, because it, it, it's a very different kind of sex. Um, mm -hmm. it, it It's just mind-blowing sex, to be honest. I've, um, I've never experienced anything like it prior to um, November. <laughs> Um, I've just obviously I've just had it the once and then from November onwards that that was it it was just like that there is absolutely no way I'm going back um Chris is the only white guy that I will um have any intercourse with um from now on mm. um but but the, yeah the guy 
um in the states he he really set this set the scene for me um but obviously i never married a black guy <laughs> um but um yeah I'm, I'm more than happy with um doing the deed with lots of yeah. different black guys and having some so, great sex basically i know so. that there are I know that there are people listening to this and there are women listening to this who haven't gone down that road yet. And they're probably curious as to, okay, what was it that was, was so different? Cause I think, I think people get hung up on focusing on, on the size when we all know there, there are plenty of hung white guys out there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and so from your perspective, from your point of view, what was it that made it so different? having sex with a black man like what what was it that opened your eyes and said okay this is what i want more of and this is exclusively what i want like what was it about that that made you come to that conclusion okay um all the black guys that i've met on fab um they are so genuine i i I can't reiterate how nice um all the guys that i've met have been um you know, I'm not particularly interested in the size of their cock. Um, right. Yes, it yes it helps, but obviously um, my type is like a, a gym fit guy. I, I want someone with a good body, great personality, looks good with it. You know, yes, you can get that in a white guy, but um, I do find that black guys are just that they're just very nice, <laughs> and you don't <laughs> get the back chat. <laughs> if i can interject we we were at a um we were at a club of our first ever club event in in late january um which was a club event called dark desires which is at one of the uk's um arguably they say the one of the the leading sex clubs the classiest sex club Mm -hmm. um and we we popped outside just for a little breath of fresh air and in between play and um we got talking to this lady who was there on her own. Um, and, and then, you know, it, it was nice to chat and, and we thought, you know, how very brave she was coming on her own, et cetera. And, and you know, she, she expressed, and I know this is all very broad brush, but she said, you know, I like the size, but if you get a white guy, she wasn't exclusively black, but if you get a white guy with a big cock, often he's, he's quite very cocky arrogant. with it. Yeah. Whereas she said, and again, it's a real generalization, but she said mm-hmm. the, the vast majority of hung black guys have just been far more conscientious and skilled lovers. And it's not for them. It's not, I, I suppose they know they're well, they know they're hung, but they they have been more focused on the lady's pleasure. And I think almost... 100%. Bar one meet, we've had one slightly dodgy meet. They have been, you know, Hannah has been the focus of their pleasure giving. Obviously, they receive pleasure as well, right? But, right. You know, and and I think that's the way I've always ran with with Hannah in terms of her pleasure is more mine. Um, I have, you know, I I have no um no worries about my own endowment you know i'm a i'm a reasonably in, endowed white guy i'm i'm certainly not small um you know but 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 it, mine has always as i said for her to come multiple times as she does 
you know, it might be just worth mentioning that obviously our username Ride and Vibe. Um, so the evolution of that and Hannah came up with the name is that Hannah loves to ride. Hannah's absolute favorite position in the whole world is cowgirl. And, mm -hmm. you know, she adores riding um, and she will come and, and, and she will always likes to use her trusty bullet vibe. Mm -hmm. um, she will come 10, 15 times in a, in a session. So I said, uh, you know, we always had wonderful sex, you know, right. multiple orgasms. Um, but, but me seeing that of her, I suppose, again, it's this it's not specifically compersion in, in that respect, but seeing my wife receive pleasure really did it for me. And I suppose I see that now with, with no hint of jealousy. I see Hannah coming multiple times, you know, with a black guy who's got a big cock, who is a skillful lover, who brings my wife wonderful pleasure. And we are, deeper in love than we have ever been and happier than we have ever been. You know, this last seven months have been electric and, you know, we, we can't get enough of each other, not just from having sex more frequently, but just, you know, passing each other in the kitchen right. and touching and kissing and all of those things. We, you know, we would always, we'd always kiss goodnight and, say i love you but just it's gone up more than one notch it's gone up an almost an infinite number of notches um yeah it, it it's a truly you could get po quite poetic about it but it's a truly beautiful <laughs> thing and i think we you know we both feel that yeah we do we do okay one thing that i'm kind of curious about and i didn't really address it so i want to kind of go back to it before the thought leaves me uh hannah you said that your previous fiance that sex was nothing special for you yeah and that you know pretty much your sexual experiences uh were nothing really too crazy you said they were pretty you know pretty standard pretty so what i'm curious yeah. about what i'm curious about is when you met chris and he started mm -hmm. opening you up to things that he was into and it was 15 years before he told you about his desire to share you but yet <laughs> you you were very familiar with how kinky he was was that did you take to that very easily was it a, a struggle to you to go from dealing with a guy where sex was like eh, to dealing with this guy where there's like not just great sex but there's kink involved and toys and was that an easy transition for you to make or did you struggle with it in any way to get used to it and to give yourself permission to enjoy it because it sounds like that was never really a part of your life before yeah, I mean, it it was very different. Um, yeah, to go from like lie there and I'll fuck you to the things that um Chris liked to do. Yeah, it was it was very different. Um, I think I adjusted to it quite well. <laughs> you um, did. I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I mean, we've we're not really into um like the whole tying each other up or anything like that. But right. he he did. You know, in, in the early days, we did do a little bit of bondage, um, but it, it's not, it wasn't really my sort of thing. So we didn't sort of go down that route. But, you know, for um, maybe once a week, we used to, he used to dress me up, you know, and just sort of make me look pretty. And I felt good about myself. And um, it was because I think 
in my previous relationship, I lacked a lot of confidence as well. So mm-hmm. Chris has sort of improved my confidence with um, with my sexual behaviour. Um, and yeah, I think genuinely the last 15 years have just been yeah, a breath of fresh air, really. And I can't imagine my life if I wasn't with him. <laughs> if that so, makes any sense. So. Oh, no, absolutely it does. So <laughs> let me ask you this, because this is something that I, I, I enjoy getting the wives to talk about. You mentioned that self-confidence. Yeah. What does that feel like for you now? Because it, it, it sounds like you've kind of, you're in this now where, you know, like you're fully in control of it. You know, yeah. like you're aware of everything. You're comfortable with everything. You're comfortable with who you are, you know, like, like everything is kind of at this all time high for you. Yeah. So for my listeners who are still on that journey, not okay. only talk about what that confidence feels like, but contrast it to that time when you didn't have that confidence and okay. how it's affected your life, not just sexually, but just how you go about your day, how you interact with people at work, how you interact with your family, how you are mm-hmm. when you just are walking down the street. like. How has that confidence affected your life? It's affected me a lot. <laughs> um, so um, just going back to when I was actually at work, when we were allowed to be at work, um, a lot of my work colleagues were starting to comment saying how good I was looking at the moment. Um, I've lost a fair bit of weight over the last sort of six, seven months. Um, and they, they've they just noticed a change in me. Um mm-hmm. I just I'm taking more care of my appearance how I actually look when I go out um you know I love exercise anyway I'm a I'm a habitual um cyclist or walker um I'm now doing loads of cardio stuff now that we're in lockdown and I I think confidence is one of the most important things just to put you out there on the map I think if if you're thinking about going into anything like this you, you've got to be in the right headspace to do it. Um, and I, I, I possibly wasn't seven months ago, but now I, I just feel a, a completely new person. I've got two separate lives and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm confident in both lives at the moment and I'm, I'm loving it. You know, it's, I think it's one of the best things that I could possibly have done is to go down this route. So, <laughs> yeah, more than happy. If, if I could just pick up on that. So Hannah said she lost right. quite a bit of weight. This is sort of saying my wife went from a six to eight to a six. You know, Hannah's always been petite um, yeah, but, yeah. and beautiful and gorgeous, but she is now super slim. And we often will often joke. I say, oh, you know, you're doing your exercise for your black for your black lovers and all of these mm. things. And. And, you know, arguably, Hannah is doing this for, for Hannah. Um, oh, absolutely, but, but, 100%. But, yes. but me seeing that confidence, I think there was obviously, and this is not blowing my own trumpet, I think Hannah became more confident when we got together and more, you know. But for me, seeing that growth of confidence has in Hannah, it over, let's say, from that November, our first black guy meet, has mm-hmm. been has been stunning and you know the first club night that we went to um she was and and i know all husbands or all stags think the same but their wife is the most gorgeous hannah of course hannah was hannah was the most beautiful girl at that club now i I can't recall 
call the specific phrase that you use, Michael, just before we started recording. Um, there are guys that are into BVWs. There are guys that are into all sorts, and, and that's wonderful. Um, but I could see that my, my wife was the slimmest, the most attractive, the most impeccably dressed in her lingerie at that club. And yet almost still Hannah couldn't see or feel that I said, look, any guy in this club will want you, you know, but basically got their type as well. They, Not they everybody have, wants they, a petite girl. <laughs> no, absolutely. But, but I could see that she had no grounds to not be confident. Whereas now, so that was the tail end of January. And since then, you know, things have, again, I suppose, carried on exponentially growing. Um, and, and, but now we both see it as plain as day is that Hannah exudes confidence. I don't mean overconfidence because I don't find that attractive, right. but, but both in her sexual life as Hannah from Ride and Vibe, you know, and Hannah, the, you know, the, the wonderful mother, the wonderful housewife, the, you know, the, the wonderful friend, wonderful soulmate, um, in her work life, in her social life with, you know, the, to use the American phrase with the PTA mums, you know, she, you can see the glow. You can almost see it. We have a cereal, a breakfast cereal over here, which is called Ready Breck. And basically it's, I, I do have a point to this, this slight segue. <laughs> um, it, it, it's finely milled porridge oats. And the idea, and it, we all had it when we were kids, you could make porridge very quickly. And the advert for that was always sort of set on a cold morning and you're at a cold bus stop and someone walks along and they are with, with sort of, you know, rudimentary CGI. They, are, they have a red glow around them right. um, to say, oh, he's red, had his like, ready break. Right, and like an aura. You, you know, That's you, right, can, yeah. you can see it. You know, I can see that in Hannah. And... It, it it's just amazing you know i can't i'm i'm sat here we're in separate rooms because of audio issues i'm sat here with a with a massive grin on my face because i, I see it and we both just we both have it i'm more confident neither has lacked confidence but just seeing that in my wife is is incredible Michael. incredible mm. so now one of the things that you know that that couples often struggle with um, in this lifestyle is how to go about finding good guys for the wife to play with. So, how would you describe your particular method? Like, what is your routine for finding guys to satisfy her insatiable hunger? <laughs> okay, so I'll start the answer, but I think Hannah's better to complete. Okay. Because in the early days, Hannah definitely wanted me to find the guys. So, uh, uh, you know, we're on Fab Swingers. Um, folk have profiles. They have, you know, photos. They have reviews, etc. Um, so you can get a handle initially with with a fair bit of legwork and weeding out the the idiots. Um, an idea of someone who is, you know, a gentleman. Um, 
the the cornerstones that we always wanted were obviously gym fit was a was a criteria. We're not necessarily talking rippling six pack, but you know, a guy who looks after himself and is well groomed. Right. Um, but um, integrity, respect, um, punctuality, all those ad- adjectives that you would think, you know, my dream date, basically. And and so, you know, I'd put the advert out and obviously you'd get 50, 100, 200, you know, guys. And to some degree, you, you're both, both myself and random guy X are taking a leap of faith to a degree because, you know, you want to choose someone, you want to get a date in the diary, um, you know, and, and a, a lot of single guys, you know, we've all had the experience i think if people are on swingers sites is that they they can be flaky um they mm-hmm. don't turn up you know generally we we've, we've we've had really good experience but we wanted because of our house our home life pressures you know that date whatever it was let's say you know september the 15th or whatever day it was that was the one day it had to be because we had childcare if the chap didn't turn up well Okay, we're having a lovely night together in a hotel room, but we weren't then going to get someone to replace him at short notice. So that sort of integrity. So for the first one, two, three meets we had, um, I arranged. So one white guy, two black guys, and that takes us to very early January. Um, and and so I, you know, I was looking for that respect. Um, you know, and, and some things it's difficult as a as a straight guy, you know, you're looking at a lot of cocks, you know, all of this sort of thing. Um, <laughs> but but you, you, you're thinking, actually, you know, what what would Hannah like? And I think then so I would deal with the profile. Hannah had seen the, the profile, but I did that. You know, I did all. But after that first meet of 2020, where we had a, a fabulous MMF meet um i'd been away for a week and um you know the first time that we got back together we were staying at a hotel and the guy was joining us so we were remote and so the build-up was again electric but after that hannah then we, we we typically reply to emails on our fab profile together so i'm the guy that deals with the idiots you know because i can be I, I call it fab swingers sport. You know, I can be a bit cutting. Um, you know, white. Our, our profile abundantly states black only. And you still mm-hmm. get white guys emailing you. Um, and okay, you can block them as we do habitually. But, you know, we talk about it and then Hannah responds. And then I'll let Hannah carry on as to what happens after you've had that response email. If that's all right. I think she's best to talk about her vetting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So since um, since that January meet, I then um, saw the same guy again. I thought it would be nice for a bit of a continuation to um, to see him on my own, which I did. And so that, we that was Hannah's first ever overnight. It was, okay. and I and I actually cried. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told you that. Um, yeah. I was blubbing as I opened the door to him. I was like, oh, my God, what am I actually doing here? <laughs> um, <laughs> but because I'd met him before, he kind of understood my um, 
my emotions. So mm-hmm. after a, a quick glass of champagne, it was all it was all good. It was fine. Um, he was a lovely guy. Lovely guy. He was he was a really lovely guy. Um, well, he still is a very lovely guy, but he's still around. So after that meet, I knew that I could um, quite happily just get on and do one-on-one meets um, after that. So um, Chris kind of then just let me loose on Fab. Um, so I, I did my own searches and, you know, look at the people who had viewed our profile and any that sort of jumped out, you know, just started winking them and emailing them just to initially see how we get on. Because if, if I don't get on with someone within like I don't know an hour then I, I just ditch them I'm afraid <laughs> whether they look hot or whether they've got a big cock it you know if I don't get on with them you know it's all about personality right there would be some kind of chemistry there absolutely absolutely um so it sort of stemmed from there really um and I think between January and here um and sort of now-ish I think we've probably only had about four five meets that we've actually been able to go to together mm-hmm. so all the other ones have been overnighters um on my own um but yeah if if it, it, it's all down to chemistry if it if but, it doesn't but, work if i don't click then um it's a no-go <laughs> and that's on kick so that it, it yeah. goes from fab email if the guy sounds good hannah then moves it to kick chat which mm-hmm. I, I don't know. If, uh, sorry, you're probably all familiar with Kick, but it's like WhatsApp. Yeah, right. but you don't have to share your number. Um, right. And and in some ways, that's really hot because Hannah's phone buzzes, and Hannah's phone buzzes a lot. Um, <laughs> you know, the, in the earlier days, so in that sort of late January, early, early Feb, you'd walk I was doing into a the lot lounge of hiding of it. and. Hide, hide the phone. You know, Hannah would never hide things from me. But um, you'd walk into the room and you'd see the familiar white and blue, uh, white and green text bubbles, and and I'd say, "Oh, are you talking to other men?" And you know, we'd joke about it, and it's hot. And you know, kick is Hannah's space. You know, mm-hmm. I I don't look at those she shares them you know and she says oh look at what so-and-so has has written and you know scrolls me through and shows me it, it's not a secret but it's it's hot that my wife is texting other guys um you know we she she'll sometimes you know i'll get a pop on a pop-up on whatsapp and it'll be a screenshot what some what either she said to a guy or what a guy said to her and you know adore those you know the hot wife texts it, it's ultra hot but but that's her vetting process and she's got very very good at it um and and again i think from from a perspective of security and going back to the jealousy issue is um you know i don't feel jealousy at all with with her doing those sorts of of chats but but also on another level for some out there hot wife couples I know it's it's a hundred percent sex with and and even to the point where you read articles where they say, you know, no cuddling afterwards, all of these sorts of things. It's and different. No kissing. <laughs> yeah, I mean goodness me. But but with Hannah, Hannah is a, a fabulous kisser. You know, it is she is it's again it's the 
not specifically the right terminology. She is, it is lovemaking, you know, mm-hmm. with these guys. You know, it is the full experience and it's the cuddling afterwards and the going to sleep together, etc. Um, but, you know, she's, she, she's coming, she knows where she's coming back to. You know, we right. are deeply, madly, passionately in love. But, you know, and Hannah hadn't shared that. I knew she was ultra nervous on that first overnight. Um, I was just as ultra nervous. And I suppose that that's a bit sort of ridiculous of me to say. But, you know, my no. wife was was with I knew she was the one on point. Um, and I didn't know she cried. I knew she was crazily nervous, but I knew. I knew the guy was ultra respectful mm. and I knew she was safe, um, which is always obviously, you know, as right. long as Hannah is having yeah. fun and is safe, you know, and we have various measures that we have in place that I won't go into, but, it, it, you know, to ensure that she's safe. Um, I was ultra nervous, you know, and one of the, the things is you know, Hannah will always text me to say i've got here safe she'll always text me to say he's arrived and and predominantly most of the time she'll text me an initial photo like a smiling selfie of the two of them to say i'm happy and and that's that helps um you know that kind of settles you a little bit it 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 does and it's it you know now i'm not going to say it's pedestrian because it's always hot but um, but yeah, that that first night was 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 very nerve wracking, um, and and typically on Hannah's overnight meets, she normally meets about eight pm. Um, they can be up and playing, and you know we we normally we normally go to bed quite early, but um, they can be up and playing, you know, way past midnight. I won't go to bed. I will not go to bed until I get a good night text from from Hannah. <laughs> Um, because I, you know, I want to know and, and okay, the cornerstone is, uh, and the, uh, the absolute most important thing for me is Hannah's safety and pleasure. And so, you know, I might get the text, you know, once an hour or whatever. So they've, they've played, they've fucked, they've done whatever they've massaged, they've showered and, and then she'll send me, I'll be waiting. There'll be nothing. And then seven pictures and a video come through. And, mm-hmm. you know, you see it and it's and it's wonderful. You know, I love the fact that I'm I'm there in in mind and I'm, you know, I, I, I'm involved. You know, Hannah sends me the pictures um, yeah, and we do FaceTimes, you know, whether they're just sort of normal pedestrian FaceTimes or, you know, wonderful FaceTimes where, you know, effectively I've got her, you know, her her face and she's talking and and a a black muscular guy is fucking my wife and saying how much he adores her, her, her smooth shaven pink married pussy, you know, mm. and that is honestly, that's all my fantasies rolled into one. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, and, and seeing the smile on her face as he's doing that, just think, my goodness, don't we have the best life? Okay. So <laughs> you, you kind of opened up the door for a, a, a little segue there. So I know you said she's been doing uh, these overnights more. Yeah. Uh, so there's more time apart. You know, she's playing, sending you pictures and texts, and you kind of home with your mind racing and everything like that. Yeah. What hap- What typically, because you said she's doing overnights. Yeah. So 
I imagine by the time she gets home, you're kind of in, you know, you said you have a young child, so you're pretty much in daddy mode. You know, you've got to get, get him breakfast I, and get him fed. And so yeah. what is it like when she comes home? Like, what do, when do you get to have your time with her? Do you have to kind of ride that emotion until the evening? Or do yeah, you find I, a way to maybe plop the kid in front of the TV and steal away so, for a couple of minutes? Like, like sometimes, sometimes, we, sometimes we do. I mean, you know, sometimes Hannah will do the overnight meet and then I will do the school run and I will go to work. So, you know, I've not seen her since, you know, 7 p.m. the night before. Right. And I won't see her until 5 p.m. when I get home from work um or maybe later and you know we 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 obviously during the day we've shared all sorts of naughty rundown and you know text and and all of that right, but you haven't seen her yet no no i haven't no. seen her and and typically obviously get home at 5 p.m and you you're straight into as you rightly say tea time you know bath time bedtime all of those family things um and 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 it's not about me controlling it because again it's one of those strange components maybe it's not strange components but to see hannah then is hannah and you know she's doing the wonderful mum thing and and it probably won't be until half past 7 or whatever when you know bed bedtime's happened and 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 then suddenly you know it's not like we're leaping on each other to to rip each other's clothes off we we have done on you know a number of occasions but right we we then we can then talk about it and it, you know we it it generally you know does we don't use that sort of terminology reclaiming thing like that but generally you know we we then we have sex mm. um you know on of the evening i mean it, but because now that's become more frequent i mean hannah had Quite, I mean, obviously, March she performed amazingly, but I think in February she'd had a couple of fairly mad weeks because once you start all of those, start considering all of those things that go into the equation, childcare, period, all of those things, you, mm -hmm. you end up with a sort of core amount of time that Hannah can play. Yeah, and so her, limited. yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and, and it, it is so. I think during the mad week, she did it. She, she's in the past, she's done an overnight, maybe on a Friday and a Sunday night. Um, and, and on Sunday some of those occasions, yeah, she, Monday, yeah, she, as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that, you know, when Guy One leaves um, Monday morning after spending the night with my wonderful wife, you know, she's then pampering herself in the shower, and Guy Number Two is coming. Um, <laughs> You know, we've got a 2 p.m. checkout and we make use of the room. Um, so, you know, but but sorry to draw myself back to answering the question is. Um, yeah, we we do have sort of electric sex account encounter. Sorry, between the, uh, the two of us, we have fabulous sex. And she Hannah has the other thing Hannah, that has happened is Hannah is more vocal about you know the dirty talk she's always mm -hmm. been a vocal girl in terms of being noisy during sex which i i adore but she will talk about what they did 
and some of our naughtiest talk has been at those moments when she's riding me. Between comes, like I say, Hannah comes like an absolute steam train. Um, you know, talking about things, even going back to, I would say, probably a couple of nights ago, we were talking, um, and I'll, I'll bring it in, Michael, but, you know, we're talking about Queen of Spades tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hannah has has been wearing temporary tattoo Queen of Spades um, transfer tattoos for almost all of her meets this year, 2020. Um, but we've, we've talked about a permanent tattoo. And um, it, it's something we're both very keen on. But we, we'd sort of talked about a design and a placement which was going to be on her spine, base of her spine. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just a couple of nights ago, while she was saying how much of a black cock slut she is um, and how much she adores playing, and I'm the only white guy she fucks is that you know she then sort of basically said i think i think it should be in the right place you know i i think i want it on my pussy um Indeed. and and, and that <laughs> and as as my prim sorry prim and proper is the wrong terminology but my we know we know what you mean when you say it. It's yeah okay my one it. prim prim and proper housewife wife you know soulmate and then becoming you know the the word and when we spoke last night michael in the preamble the word slut to us it's quite a powerful word Mm -hmm. um and we appreciate it very contextually um but hannah will admit that she's a black cock slut um and we don't use it super frequent but but for us it is a loving term it seems very strange to say that, but she is slutty for black cock, and and it's it's beautiful that she is. But you know that in in terms of those sort of post encounters, not that we've been having physical meets, obviously because of lockdown. But Hannah's been having a fairly her her outlook calendar of um, Skype meets is um, is something <laughs> rather special, and and I know that you're going you got you two are going to be having later this week is that you know after hannah's had you know an hour or so playing with a guy online we we've then gone into incredible sex but as i said you know the way she talks during that and recounts what happened that's amazing and this is part of that sort of exponential rise in our passion during lovemaking and fucking um but yeah it it's it's wonderful (laughs) As you probably imagined, as, as, yeah, as you probably <laughs> gathered from how I'm waxing about it. Um, oh, no, absolutely. It, it, but that's, 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 that's the way it's supposed to be, though. That's, that's and, the way and it's, it it's supposed to be. Yes, and absolutely. That's what, makes it so, that's what makes it, you know, this, the special and, and, and unique type of dynamic that it is, is that these yes. couples get to share, you know, they get to share these moments with each other. And the yeah. more they share, the, the, the more of a heightened state you know things go to so yeah it never it never it never gets it, it never and, gets it gets old for me and, and, um and but, but i was gonna I say had... another sorry go on michael no no you can finish your thought I, I i was gonna say another element is um we've always sort of done fairly regular spanking um 
you know, right from the early days and even on our wedding day, I, you know, I, I spanked Hannah. Um, we, in that sort of interlude between your wedding breakfast and you go up to get changed for the disco and all this, you know, I had her over my knee and spanked her in a wedding dress. Um, but that's now become slightly more of a routine thing is that we, we sort of fairly, I fairly regularly have her over my knee for being such a naughty girl. Um, mm. and, and then a sort of typically a month end spanking where it's a little bit more, it's absolutely agreed. We are, we are spanking. I'm spanking you. And don't get me wrong. Often, quite often Hannah will, will ask for it. She said, look, I, I know I've been a bit cranky today because lockdown, etc. I'm missing black cock. I think I really need to go over your knee tonight. Um, but this month end one tends to be, we'll run it that obviously she gets dressed up in an outfit and, um, and she recounts her performance during the month. And it sort of ends with the number of hard spanks for the number of black guys she's fucked. Uh, right. So March, March, she had a rather pink bottom at the end of it, I have to say. <laughs> so, yeah. so her ass looked like Rudolph's nose. Yeah, and it gets a lot of attention afterwards, obviously. I'll rub it, kiss it better. But, um, but yeah, it's just, again, that's our sort of, can't say reclaiming. We, we don't really say that, but that's all part of the post, the husband and wife activity after meets. Right. Yeah. Now, did that start once the hot wifing started, or were you spanking her prior to her? Oh, definitely. Spank, spanking prior. Um, yeah. So right from when we first met, I couldn't re recall when. It was probably within weeks of us meeting um, we did spanking. And we went through a good phase of we, we had, um, it wasn't like we put it in the calendar and had an appointment and sent Microsoft Outlook out. But it was, um, you know, we, we had spanking night. Right. Um, and then I suppose potentially it went into, we might've gone into a lull, but a lull for us with, it might've been once every six weeks, but now it's definitely sort of once every seven to 10 days, there's a, a general spanking. Um, and quite often Hannah will be on kick messaging her guys or messaging her boyfriend whilst I'm spanking her and, and, and she's telling them what's happening to her, you know, and they'll send photos and this sort of, thing. but um, for us, it's again, it's a loving thing. Mm. We, Hannah is mildly submissive, um, but we, we're not into, I mean, I, I am very kinky. I am into BDSM myself, but um, in, in terms of my fantasies, but we, we don't play in that space together. I suppose spanking, touches on it. um hannah is mildly submissive but more i would say receptive to sensual dominance is is yeah, something yeah i agree with that um what's your main I've, I've been talking a lot but hannah what so your main thing when you're riding do you want to talk when i'm riding yeah um okay um i've got this thing where my ankles have got to be held exceptionally tight. Chris, mm -hmm. obviously, um, yeah, I know how he works. Um, and I know he, he gets the, um, the tension just right on my ankles. And I think, obviously, having a new meet, um, they don't necessarily 
want to bruise my ankles or right. <laughs> or hold me too tight. Um, they treat you like you're very delicate. Exactly, exactly. I can take it. I, I, yeah, can most definitely take it. Um, but yeah, I think they're they're actually scared of getting hold of my ankles too tight. But without it, it just well, obviously, I'm having a great time. But I do like to just, have it. It just helps. Over the moon. It does absolutely, and, yeah. And it's seeing Hannah in a club, so certainly in in March at a club, and encapsulated it by a guy. She was riding a guy, and you know she's again the confidence saying she's saying what she wants. She says, "The harder you hold my ankles, the the harder I come." And she will say, "Harder, harder, mm-hmm. harder." Um, you know, and in in terms of not into bondage, but you couldn't. I would almost confidently say you couldn't get cuffs that held it as tight as and as firm. You couldn't. No, you as, couldn't. As, you know, we have cuffs. We some we we use cuffs on our first meet, mainly for decoration, but for mm-hmm. that sensation for Hannah having something on her ankles. But um, I it it's that sort of and I think the the reason I brought it up or wanted Hannah to bring it up uh, sort of talk about it was again there's that slight sensual dominance. She's not a sort of yes sir, no sir, kneeling on the floor, serving you drinks, submissive. But there's an element of it, and that comes in the spanking and and all of those things. You know, she's a naughty girl. I I, I don't control. I have no. I certainly don't control. Hannah has a an unlimited hall pass. She has a laminated unlimited pass. She can be naughty whenever she wants. Um, I'll often say it's. It, she certainly doesn't have to ask to go out on a date. It it's nice to be asked because that's kind of it's cute, you know. Right. When she says, "Do you mind if I spend the night with X on next Friday?" and I say, "Of course, I don't mind." And sometimes I'll then WhatsApp her back a picture of her hall pass to say, "You know, you've got this." Um, <laughs> but 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 it, but it is nice to be asked. The the answer right, is never it. no. The answer is never no. But it, but it's sometimes no, I, a little bit nice. Just it's cute. No, I, no, I yeah. get that. Well, yeah. one thing I have to do is I always have to kind of be mindful of 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 the time. Unfortunately, yes, yes. Of, of, of people listening. So one thing that I do want to get from you guys uh, before I wrap this up, one of the questions that I like to ask the couples is, and Hannah, I want you to go first. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, there are people listening to this who they're nowhere near where you guys are in this lifestyle as far as progression and they're still trying to see, you know, can I do this? You know, I'm a wife, I'm a mother. Should I be doing this? Is it appropriate for me to be doing this? You know, does it make me a bad person for, for wanting to do this? What, what kind of advice would you give to a wife who is struggling Mm -hmm. with her decision? Like her husband just bought this idea to her and she's kind of mulling it over and she hasn't decided yet. What kind of advice would you give? to a wife out there who's trying to decide if she should open this door okay um i would it's quite a difficult one because obviously i I am still fairly new to this but um i think you've got to follow your heart basically if it's if you can see beyond that door if if you can if you can see that there's light at the end of the tunnel and you know you really want to take this leap of faith and just do something completely different not to please your husband your partner do it for yourself just 
go go with your new inner being <laughs> go with your confidence just go for it just do it I think you know you're going to have the time of your life um you're not only doing it for yourself you're doing it for your partner you you'll just have a blast I think just do it <laughs> that would be my advice you, yes you've got you've got children you've got family you've got everything going on at home it it will all wait for you I I think just follow your heart if, it, if it's something that you want to do then just do it that's that that's what I would say <laughs> okay fantastic and for you Chris the question for you is you you were inspired by Secret Stag and Secret Vixens episode. Absolutely. To take so my there are a lot off of, the diving board. Right. So there are a lot of husbands that are still standing on that board, still shaking, still unsure of how do I bring this up to her? How do I, you know, they've had this fantasy for years and they've been kind of sitting on it. Wife doesn't really know anything about it. What would your advice be to those husbands out there struggling with, if they should tell her how they should tell her what ifing themselves to death or what if she does this and what if she doesn't say that and what if she gets mad and how would you kind of help them it, those husbands it, kind of it, get to a place where they can tell her it, it's almost one of those things where i would say i can't help you because everyone's different every dynamic every wife is different and i would say it could have been that blue lagoon or it could have been a cesspool um but but I think I had the inkling that Hannah, I knew Hannah had the potential. Or I knew it in my heart. Um, I umdenard for so long, you know, years, and I would I would lie in bed at night as I tried to get to sleep, thinking, how could I do this? And for me, you know, we already did a a, a little bit of naughty text anyway you know such as i would say for spanking night to text her and say you're going over my knee tonight and we talk a bit about it um for me certainly and and i suppose i would recommend it although it's situational everyone's different the the erotic story that i wrote and the way that i cut it up into segments meant that i i didn't send it to hannah from the perspective of thinking, oh, look, I can back out of this if it goes south. But that point at where I sent that message and I, I waited, I typed it and I waited to press send. Then I just, I leapt and I, and I pressed send to say another pair of hands. You feel another pair of hands on your And granted, it wasn't in my mind, but I could have easily, if she said, oh, oh, well, no, that's weird. Right. I could have said, I, I actually could have easily responded and said, oh, well, it's just, just a fantasy. Oh, okay, that's cool. And then I, then I would have on the fly written the continuation to say, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Ignore that. Anyway, my hands are sliding and they start to right. trace towards your inner thigh. You kind of left, um, you left yourself an out. Yeah, but I, I didn't really, I suppose subconsciously that insurance policy was there. But I actually think if someone asked me if one of my friends you know and only very few people know um but i have a very close friend who's i i have a brother but this close friend is like a brother to me and he knows if he were to say to me chris i want what you've got i think i would recommend that he used my method 
and that's not bigging me up but but i think because you've got that remoteness that you're in a fantasy world to a degree already you're you're communicating by text you know it, it's a little bit more free-flowing and to to do that sort of build up and you know you're not sort of immediately leaping in saying i'd like you to go to a club and sleep with you know fuck five different black guys or something special that we'll save for another episode for wedding anniversary that's come 10 years um you know i i think just introducing that that thought of someone else joining in that method as part of a story it certainly worked for me and i think it you know it does offer that out if you need to i think i'd like to think it's a, it was a good way of doing it i'm happy i did it that way i really am well i want to go ahead and, and take this time to to thank you both for you know agreeing to come on the show and you know kind of talk well, about you know all of these in, intimate details of your journey you well know, thank, you. Um, thank you thank you thank you that's one I, thing that I, I love doing about this is just kind of sharing everyone's journey like letting the, people see that people come from all of these different starting points but yet we all kind of arrive in this in this in the same kind of general yeah. general space yeah. Uh, Michael, I you, it's fascinating. I'm sorry. Yeah, you you truly are. I would say you you are the hostess, the hostess with the mostess. Um, <laughs> in, in terms of you know, I certainly I have massively enjoyed this evening and our previous chats, and even just to tell you tonight that obviously myself and Hannah are in separate rooms because of audio feedback, etc. Is that um, I've learned almost new things about my my wife because you have you know with you have a wonderful style and you've you've bought out and you've asked the right questions it's been a fantastic experience for us i've learned that you can talk an awful lot i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry you'll have look you're gonna in in more ways than one michael you're gonna have to do a one-on-one my wife (laughs) <laughs> and i think you know i think you both know that i mean i'll i'll, I'll be bringing her back for an after party episode you know so she Perfect. can kind of you Fantastic. know talk about the thing like i said the, the first one i primarily just try to stick with the journey you know how, how did you how did you get to this point i don't really focus too much on actual individual experiences maybe except the sure. first one because it's yeah. such a monumental experience but other than that I, I save that stuff for the after party episodes where okay. we kind of sit back and have fun and she can go into more detail wow. and breathe heavy and the listeners <laughs> are asking all kinds of questions and things uh, like after that. After lockdown, so, after lockdown, that would be awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> so I want to take this time to, to again, thank you both, uh, uh-huh. to thank my listeners for listening. You know, a special shout out, of course, always goes out to my Patreon supporters because without them, this wouldn't be possible. Um, they're the ones who kind of make it easy for me to basically do this full time yeah so mad love to my patreon supporters thank you all if you're not a patreon supporter yet like i said hopefully this will be the episode to make you say you know what i want to support what this guy is doing i want him to be able to continue doing what he's doing so thank yeah. you for that that's wonderful thank you to Can... my listeners okay. uh um, this has been your host michael c with yeah. the keys and anklets podcast okay. signing off and i'll see you uh, when michael I see you. Michael, no, no, can that... we just shout out very quickly? Oh, please do. Please do. I was going to say, can we shout out our Twitter handle? 
because we oh, we're yeah, fairly active. It. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, we got kind of caught up, and I didn't wasn't. Yeah, able to no, and and sorry that I've just interjected on your on your final hello, but we are oh, at man, but... Ride and Vibe UK. So that's R I D E A N D V I B E UK. All right, and when I post it on my site. I will actually be in, including uh, the link there. I won't do it on Patreon just because Patreon makes me nervous with any kind of adult themed stuff. So I, that's why you never see anything on my Patreon uh, just because I'm, I'm afraid of being caught out and being misconstrued as being like porn related. But when I post sure. it on my actual website, I will be including the, uh, the link to your, your Twitter feed there. Fantastic. And thank, thank you so right. much. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Well, again, to my listeners, thank you. This is your host, Michael C., and I'm signing off.